Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. Welcome to the bigger picture. And we are crossing borders to look across to what's happening in Malaysia. And we've seen a recent unveiling of the Madani Economy Plan. It's a framework to help Malaysia move towards becoming an economic leader in the Southeast Asian region. And this comes ahead of Budget 2024, which is expected to be tabled this October. So lots to unpack here. How is Malaysia shaping up to be in that pole position when it comes to becoming an economic leader in the region? Let's unpack it with Lavanya Venkateswaran. She is the Senior ASEAN Economist for OCBC. Good morning, Lavanya. Good morning. So this is something newish to a lot of people. They don't normally track what's playing out across the border when it comes to some of these economic plans. So let me get your help first with setting things up in terms of context. You've described the framework as Malaysia setting up goalposts. What's mm-hmm. the thinking here? What's the overview that you can share with us around the Madani Economy Plan? So basically the Madani Economy Plan is quite a broad-based plan by PM Anwar to uh, achieve a few set goals for the Malaysian economy over the next 10-year period. Now, the plan, like you said, aims to make Malaysia a leader in the uh, among the Asian economies. It also has a few lists of uh, things that it wants to achieve in order to try and improve the standard of living of the people and as well as, uh, you know, restore good governance as, uh, as well as uh, confidence in the economy. So it's a broad-based plan, I would say, which is targeting a fair number of sectors, looking at uh, basically trying to raise the ceiling for growth Mm. in terms of some sectors and also raising the floor for growth in terms of of its social priorities. And you've described it as Malaysia setting up goalposts. In that sense, is it something new, a sort of new direction or new target for them? I I would say it's not. It's new in the sense that it's been uh, tabled for the first time by the the current administration. Malaysia does have long-term plans in the past. And so I think in that sense, this is a continuation of its uh, journey in terms of trying to boost its medium-term uh, sort of target. In terms of the Madani plan itself, uh, this is this is a new narrative which is being set up by the Anbar administration. And uh, yeah, these are basically goalposts, I think, against which the government can, you know, measure future progress. Uh, and so I think it's important in that sense that they basically have something against which their progress over the medium term can be measured. Yeah, you mentioned a couple of things um, they are wanting to uh, aim for. One is to become a regional uh, leader in the economy. I imagine that's going to be a very long journey. Where are they in that journey right now? How much of um, of a task is this for them? Uh, so, I mean, it, it, so in the sense that, so, you know, I'm a, uh, in the process of trying to be a regional leader. What Malaysia wants to achieve is they want to build on their regional agenda within the ASEAN and the Asian economies. They want to boost Malaysia as an investment destination. They want to become a leader in global Islamic finance and, you know, internationalize their startups as well as SMEs, focus on food security and green growth. I mean, these agendas are, I would say, they are complex. And so in that sense, um, Malaysia is already uh, quite a well-known bigger economy in the region. It has been doing well so far. Growth last year was quite strong as well. And growth in Q1 has been very strong Mm. also. Uh, So I think in the context of uh, you know, keeping up their growth profile. Uh, this is this is a comprehensive plan. Yeah, there is that highlight by uh, Prime Minister Anwar that there needs to be a revamp of the country's economic structure. What do you see is the most pressing problem for them when it comes to revamping the 
economic structure because he highlighted a couple of things, making things greener, also social priorities, pushing fiscal reform, better governance. So it's a long list, a long to-do list. Mm, yes, it's a long to-do list for sure. I think even he said this and I think the immediate priority for, the, for them is basically the fiscal agenda. So I think, you know, narrowing the fiscal deficit as well as their debt levels, I think would be their first order of business. This is something that they've already fo- started focusing on and they probably give that more focus, more immediate focus in the near term. And from there, they will build on, you know, the future plans, uh, the more medium term plans that they've mentioned uh, in this Madani economy. All right, from medium term to the near term, there's also some cash handouts uh, here. They've been uh, announced. And this is, for example, the special appreciation assistance of around 300 ringgit for civil servants, grade 56 and below, 200 ringgit for government and retirees. Uh, These, of course, handouts coming ahead of some of the state polls as well to mitigate what is being described as the impact of weakening external demand in the third quarter. So we are seeing a bit of a slowdown in the Malaysian economy, not just Malaysia, but in the region as well. What is the headwinds for the Malaysian economy in the near term? So like you just mentioned, the headwinds are basically on the external front, which is that, you know, growth is slowing uh, globally, especially in China. The U.S., I mean, recently the Fed did say that the U.S. will avoid a recession this year, but even then growth momentum is slowing in the U.S. So these are two of Malaysia's key trading partners and growth is slowing in these trading partners. So demand for their export will slow. And I think uh, that is actually the biggest headwind for them right now. At the same time, commodity tailwinds are fading, which means that, you know, the big boost that we saw to palm oil prices, for example, rubber prices, all of those have been coming off this year and that will also have an impact on growth. Yeah, I'm also quite curious about the outlook for the currency. Um, of course, the Sing dollar has been doing quite well against this Malaysian ringgit, I believe at near record high levels. Where is it going from here? So we already saw a sharp turnaround in the ringgit in the month of July versus the US dollar. The ringgit actually appreciated about 3.4%. From here, we actually expect that, you know, the ringgit will have a little bit more room to mean revert given its earlier weakness uh, in April and uh, in April, May. So... Uh, the the sort of trajectory for here for for the ringgit from here is basically to consolidate within the current range of 4.5 to 4.6 percent against the U.S. dollar. But I guess the caveat is that you know it's not going to be a linear recovery. Uh, there will be some uncertainties along the way. I think uh, that's something that we generally caveat. But overall, we do expect the ringgit to regain some lost ground. Okay, we'll look out for that in the coming months. Uh, something to track in Malaysia. I've been chatting with Lavanya. Venkateswaran, she is the Senior ASEAN Economist for OCBC. Lavanya, thank you for your time this morning. Thank you so much. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.